Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Robin Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can. When you need a bucket... You need Kawhi Leonard, at least uh, last night. That was the case. An awesome game between the Clippers and the Mavericks in what has been an awesome series. But Kawhi Leonard with just a cold-blooded performance to force Game 7. You know, one of those performances where you're like, is this dude uh, a cyborg, right? Um, And he really shot the ball uh, incredibly well. 18 of 25 shots. Uh, scored 12 of his 45 points in the fourth quarter, and he forced a game seven. Forced a game seven. And it's um, a very strange series because the road team has won every game. Not including last season's bubble games. This is the first time in NBA playoff history that the road team has won the first six games of a series. So we will see uh, if that trend continues in game seven or if it goes the other way. But you got, you know, two of the best players in the world in that series, Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic. And, you know, speaking of that best player in the world title, that's where I want to start. That's where I want to start. Because LeBron James and the Lakers eliminated the other day. And we'll get to that. Um, I still find it strange, the amount of glee uh, some people take in any sort of quote-unquote failing from LeBron. Um, but when you're you're talking about where LeBron's been at the top of the league, I mean, he's been there for a long time. Right? Nine out of ten finals, it won't be ten out of eleven after he was eliminated in, in the first round for the first time in his career. And I believe, you know, LeBron James has been the best player in the NBA dating back over a decade. I mean, you could, I could easily argue since 2007. You know, uh, if you want to go a little bit later, you could. But back when um, he had that game against the Pistons, you know, that was the first time I remember, I mean, I remember watching LeBron his whole career and saying this guy's incredible and he's next and all that. But that game against the Pistons where he scored whatever it was, 29 straight, um, that was the first time I remember going, oh, yeah, he's the best now. 
He's the best now. And, and that was when, you know, the late great Kobe Bryant was still in the league, Tip Duncan, you know, all-time greats. So give or take a year or two, whenever you want to decide when LeBron James became the best player in the league, um, I, I do believe it was around that time. If you want to say, you know, he had to develop the jumper a little more, that didn't happen until Miami, but clearly just as a force of, of nature, physical, you know, ability and, and his passing uh, and, and impact, I, I think it goes back that far. And to hold that title for a year, two years, three years, four years, what have you, is impressive enough to hold it for, like I said, I, I believe more than a decade is like unheard of stuff. I mean, we, for instance, with, you know, LeBron's expectations even, we've never had a player in year, thir- uh, in year 18 at 36 years old where we went to ourselves, oh, you know, this guy has to carry a team on his back or whatever. That's just not the case. It's not the standard for players at that age, at that phase of their career. So, like I said, I'll get into it later, but I, I don't think uh, losing does anything to LeBron, right? Like, it, it, his legacy, there's no more talk about his legacy. It's pointless. All he could do is add. He can't take away at this point. But the one thing I am willing to say as a result of not just the loss, uh, but his level of play and physically where he was at, I mean, LeBron obviously was hurt in that series, right? Like, or or not all the way back, however you want to phrase it. He didn't have his burst. He didn't have that, you know, you're you're so used to seeing him. Anybody that watched him play basketball over the years and then watched that series knew you were watching a different guy, if you're being honest with yourself. He didn't have that dribble driver, Billy. He he wouldn't put the ball on the floor and explode. Uh, He just didn't have that push off of his ankle. And, And high ankle sprains are just hellacious injuries seeing them ruin football player seasons NFL player seasons just ruined from a high ankle sprain and you need a full off season to recover so the easiest reason for why he wasn't you know at the level we're used to is because he was still injured I mean it's pretty clear cause and effect right he was the finals MVP in October and he was leading the NBA MVP race when he got hurt and the, you know, issue at hand was Solomon Hill rolling up under his leg. We all saw it happen. He was out. He came back. He had to go back out. And he just wasn't the same player. So, in fairness to him, there's nothing to say that he won't be the same player next season with a full off season. But, at that point, we are going to be talking about year 19, season 19. And he will turn 37 next season. It's not typically when players get better, right? Not typically when players get better. So I am willing to say that for the first time in a long time, the title of best player in the NBA is up for grabs. The title of best player in the NBA is up for grabs. 
That's not to say that LeBron can't reclaim it. You know, you never know. I would never write that guy off. But you would think, you know, this is a transitional phase of his career. You know, he's not in the twilight of his career, but he's approaching it. And he's going to have to adapt a little bit. And and I think we've already seen he'll do that very well because of his ability, you know, his basketball acumen, his ability to pass. And, you know, if he has a secondary player like Davis healthy out there, you know, that helps a lot. But he, he did not have the ability in that series to put a team on his back anymore and carry a team that we've seen. You know, I've seen him do that to a level I've never seen another player do it. Just carry a team. And he just doesn't have that, or he didn't have that ability in that series. And I think it's it's not irrational, it's reasonable to project going forward. It's unlikely he regains that level, right? Like, it's unlikely, given the, the trajectory of his career, he, you know, regains that level. So, I do think... Like I said, for the first time, like legitimately, people have, have had these arguments in past years and said somebody else is the best and blah, 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 blah. And I've always been like, uh, LeBron's playing. You know, how many times we have to watch this guy do what he, he does and you're still going to say so-and-so is better? But now I think it's fair to, to say, okay, this other player is the best player in the league. So that's my question. Who is the best player in the NBA right now? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Robin Lindbergh on Twitter. I mean, some of the candidates. I mean, you saw one of them last night. Kawhi Leonard. His, uh, you know, the, the, the negative against him is he's not a playmaker, right? He, d- he doesn't really make other players better. But as a scorer... As a clutch assassin, I mean, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with his results. You know, and what he did in, in Toronto and San Antonio. And then fresh off a performance like last night. On the other side of the court, Luka Doncic didn't have his best game last night. But the other night, he scored or assisted on something like 80-something percent of the Mavs points. In that game, I believe it was the highest percentage in, in league history. Like some absurd stat. Let's see if I can find the exact stat again. Um, but yeah, he, he is emerging. He's just 22 years old. He's got that craftiness with his, his skill set. A little fall away jumper, the step back three. Uh, the ability to get into the paint and find others. When we talk about carrying a team, I'm not so sure, you know, who else could have the Mavericks team that he has in the position that it's in, right? I mean, that is not a talented team. It was the highest uh, percentage in a a playoff game in NBA history. He scored or assisted on 83.8% of their field goals in game five. So, you got two of the candidates in that series in Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic. Out West, there's another guy who can stake claim for that title. His name is Nikola Jokic. 
I mean, he is going to be the MVP this year, rightfully so. And I don't think people quite realize it yet, but he is a playoff monster. Like, Jokic has been dominant so far in his postseason career. He plays in Denver. You know, he's not the flashiest guy. He doesn't look the part, but he is a beast. So far, Jokic's playoff averages 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6.5 assists in 39 games. You know, he just won a playoff series, taking out Dame Lillard, who we'll get to later, and Portland. And look at that Denver Nuggets team. Does that team with Murray out, are they really, you know, did you really think that's a a guaranteed playoff series win? Only because he's on their team. So those are, I think, three of the the candidates. You could make the case, I, I guess, still for Steph. Um, but we, had, you know, the Warriors are eliminated in that playing tournament. Steph had an unbelievable year. You know, unbelievable, transformative kind of game that he has. So that would be, and then LeBron possibly reclaiming it, right? Anthony Davis went fully healthy. I don't think we've ever, we haven't seen Davis carry a team or be the, the guy, which knocks him down to that, you know, the, the tier right below the guys I'm talking about in my mind. So out West candidates, I would say Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic above everybody else. Steph next up. I mean, Dame, what he did is is crazy. He He's in that next, you know, grouping as well. And then in the East, you obviously have candidates too. Joel Embiid had a monster season in Philly. Giannis Antetokounmpo, back-to-back MVP, who may have been better this year. Just no one wanted to give him the MVP after, you know, the playoff burnouts, flameouts the last couple of years. But Giannis is just, I mean, how do you deal with that guy? The Nets are about to try to find out. And then, speaking of the Nets, I, I think the Nets have two candidates who you could say are the best player in the league. Kevin Durant, James Harden. You know, um, Kyrie Irving is absolutely sensational as well. But, you know, we've seen you know Irving as the lead guy and it hasn't quite worked as well as the complimentary guy. He's, you know, and as an individual scorer and a skilled player, he's the most skilled player I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, he is just a notch all around, I believe, below those guys. You know, in that, in the Dame grouping. Kawhi Leonard, you know, that's a hell of a conversation. Kyrie Irving or, or Dame Lillard. But when you're you're talking about best player in the league, two candidates there, Kevin Durant, who at his size, there's just nothing you could do with him as a scorer. It's it's disgusting. You know, he's he's so tall, so long, and so, you know, deadly with the jump shot, the mid-range. Kevin Durant can also change the game defensively when he when he's locked in because of that length. You know, we've seen him at the on the biggest stage, albeit with, you know, a loaded Warriors team, but nevertheless, you can't watch him play and not go, oh, yeah, he, that's a bad dude. KD. And then James Harden. 
who – I mean, you can't – you know, when you're picking between those two players, you can't go wrong. Like, if you think it's Kevin Durant, I, I would concede. But I actually think James Harden is the best player on that team. I, I think James Harden's ability, again, to make everybody better to play make. Um, James Harden's defensive reputation needs to be erased. He is a good defensive player. He is, is strong in the post. He, he's got quick hands. He communicates well. Defensively, he rebounds. And then when he, he gets the ball going the other way, he is a visionary with the basketball. And in fact, if you were to tell me, like you asked me the question right now, and wh- who's my answer? It's James Harden. Who's the best player in the NBA? I'd say James Harden. But I, I don't think at this point it's definitive. Because for the first time in a long time, my answer isn't LeBron James. And I didn't know when that day would come, but that day has come. Where you ask me, who's the best player in the NBA? And my answer isn't immediately LeBron James. So who do you believe is currently the best player in the NBA? Is it still LeBron? Am I being unfair? You know, not giving him the full offseason to recover. Like I said, I... I think the combination of him being injured or limited and, you know, the trajectory of his age and, and wear and tear, just unlikely. He's, he's the best player in the league going forward. But he could reclaim the status. Kawhi Leonard, who was brilliant last night. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's the, you know, pretty much Steph that's the list that that that's eight deep I just said man those are a lot of great players and I didn't even you know name Dame some of the other guys who is currently the best player in the NBA 855-212-4227 at Robin Lundberg on Twitter that's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G you know speaking of LeBron I, I do want to delve into some of the reaction to him losing um and the psychology behind it. Because that's that's what's most interesting to me. Because there's actually no real takeaway from LeBron losing at this point in his career. I mean, you're being strange. But plenty of people like to be strange about that. So I, I want to delve into the psychology behind that. And what I think is the reason people are, are so um, hysterical when it comes to him. But I am willing to say, like I said, that... For the first time in a long time, I, I don't immediately say or confidently say he's the best player in the league. So who is? My answer is James Harden. What's yours? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. That is correct. You can hit me up there asking who the best player in the NBA is right now this very moment in time because for the first time in a long time I can't just say it's LeBron James 855-212-4227 let's go to uh, Eric in Oklahoma City Eric you're up here on CBS Sports Radio what's up dude hey what's up man can you hear me okay I got you okay awesome well I I I think for the first time in almost I think the first time in NBA history there's not going to be a definitive best player in the league you know because you date back to even the 80s, you know, you go from Magic, the Magic hands it off to 
uh, Mike, that Mike hands it off to Kobe, Kobe hands it off to LeBron. And I think it has to do with how the NBA is turning into this positionless league because everybody is asked to do everything. And so there's not really a definitive player that stands out because everybody's kind of doing the same thing. You know, it wasn't back in the day when everybody has their position and that's the thing they have to stick with. Everybody's kind of, you know, doing everything now. And so I think it's just kind of washed it down to there's a bunch of good players, but there's not one player that stands out because that guy's doing the same thing, you know? So I think that's kind of what is kind of affecting that. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting for the next decade to see who's really going to be the best player. And, yeah, like you said, I can't think of anybody who's going to take that title. Yeah, look, I mean, to me, and you, you raise a good point, and, and any of those guys that I, I stated, and thanks for the call, have a case, right? To me, generally, the, um, the, the way I lean is for the player that not only can score for themselves, but can play make and make others better. You know, that was LeBron for the longest time. I mean, still LeBron, but, you know, not at the peak of his powers. Um, and the other two guys who are like that are Harden and Doncic. In in my mind, um, and and if you're asking me my answer, it's Harden right now, uh, and, and that's just from watch. I've watched the Nets very closely. I mean, you can't watch the way Kawhi played last night, or the way Doncic played the other night, or the way Jokic has played all season, uh, or or you know Kevin Durant. Like I said, any of these guys, you could watch Giannis and go, oh man, how's anybody better than that player? But I lean to Harden because of his ability to to make everybody else better and score. Now, the counter to that would be his teammates are so good now. I mean, so it's it's amplifying his abilities even more. But he's been absurdly good in, in Brooklyn. Steve in Canada. Steve, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Steve? Not much. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. I uh, agree with the first caller. There's there's a lot of talent in that league, and I don't know if anybody um, is a cut above the rest, but that Luca's pretty uh, – he's in another world, and he's young. He's got a lot of time to, to be that next big baller. Oh, for sure. I mean, well, look, he's already, he's already in the conversation, right? I mean, if he's able to win this series, especially – but he's already in the conversation. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's uh, uh, quite the quite the player. Oh no, no question. And, and thanks for the call. I mean, Luca is uh, uh, he's like Harden, like I said, or LeBron. He, he, you know, LeBron was his idol. He plays like that. You know, he he's the first guy from the LeBron tree. You know, and that I don't want to say the first guy. I'm sure there's other people. Ben Simmons just can't shoot, but who have sort of modeled their game after LeBron in certain ways. But he's the first guy at that that level. You know, like, Kobe was the best tribute to Jordan we'd ever seen, too, in, in, in addition to being incredibly, you know, awesome as an individual player. Kobe was, was – he patterned his game after Michael Jordan. I mean, anybody that watched the two sees that, right? And Kawhi – Plays a lot like Kobe, in my mind. Better shooter from the outside now. But 
we hadn't quite seen, and maybe that's just because of, of LeBron being physically different, but the the LeBron tree as of yet where you say, all right, that player is the descendant of LeBron, and Luka's that player. And Luka's, Luka's that player. Let's go next to Allen in Toronto. Allen, you're up on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Allen? Russell Westbrook has to be in the mix for sure. Look at uh, look at his career. 22.2% point, um, 22.2 points per game, 11.5 rebounds, 11.7 assists. The man is a triple-double machine, 184. He's passed Oscar Robinson's out there, 181. To put that into perspective, uh, James has, uh, has 99. Harden has 58 triple-doubles. Jason Kidd had 107. Magic Johnson, one of the greatest players of all time, had 138. And this man is a triple double machine. He just hasn't won a uh, he hasn't won a crown yet. If he ever wins a crown, then he's going to be among the all time greats. I mean, to average uh, triple doubles uh, as ma- as many as he's had in his entire career, you know, this man has to be in the mix. All right, they lost to Washington to, in five games, but he's still, you know, somebody like that. Uh, makes everybody around him better as far as I'm concerned. Well, look, I don't want to take away, and thanks for the call, um, from Russell Westbrook's career achievements, but he's not in this conversation. He, he's just not. Um, he, he has too often been exposed to a certain degree in the postseason, um, his inability to shoot the ball and uh, decision-making down the stretch of games. He, you know, has had an incredible career, surefire Hall of Famer, the triple double thing is incredible. I mean, when, when I was growing up, the, the that Oscar Robertson season was basically like the the stuff of legend, the thing of myth, right? Um, and, and Russ does it routinely, but he's not in that same conversation with these guys. He's not on their level. Um, and, and and I think we've we've seen enough to to know that he's also not smack dab in the prime of his career either. I mean, as good a season as he had, we're, we're not talking about the best version of Russell Westbrook this year. And even at his best, uh, you know, he, he had too many limitations. I think that, you know, led to, to not being able to um, put him on, on that level with that tier of guys. He's just not there. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg show. Kiefer2112 tweets in, good morning, love the show, we are sports bummed in Dallas, where they got a game seven tomorrow, not in Dallas, but in LA, which may be better for Dallas, the way that this series has gone, two of the best players in the NBA going head-to-head in that one, Luka Doncic and Kawhi Leonard, last night Kawhi was the best player on the floor, Luka's been the best player on the floor for much of that series, who's the best player in the NBA right now? Because for the first time in a long time, I think that title may be up for grabs given we just saw a limited version of LeBron James and next year he'll be heading into his 19th season. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Robert in Dallas. Robert, you're up here from from bummed Dallas on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Good morning. Well, you know, actually, and it's funny because I'm not that bummed. I'll tell you why. Uh, first, let me just say this. I, could, I don't think you could be more wrong about Harden being the best player in the NBA. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not saying this because of last night's game. I, I've thought this for a long time. Uh, it's, it was either LeBron or Kawhi. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you on Harden. 
If you okay. put the Harden, if you put Harden, the Harden of now with the Mavericks instead of Luka, they barely make the playoffs, and they definitely don't beat the Clippers. Well, and the thing, can I, let, me, let me counter that real fast. One, the Mavericks haven't beaten the Clippers yet, so we don't even know if they will. And to be fair to, you know, one, Harden is, has taken his game to another level. But two, do you know that during Harden's tenure in Houston, they were the only team that didn't miss the playoffs? Every other team missed the playoffs at some point during that period of time. His team went to the playoffs every single year. I, I, I'll, give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But you, you talk about he's elevated his game. And, and you know, he's, I'm not a Harden hater. But you, you put Luka with the players in Brooklyn? Lord, you 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 definitely have a championship. You have a triple double every day because he's passing it to people that can shoot. And I'm a huge Maverick fan. Loser, loser win, don't care. But the Mavericks have the collection of some of the most average players in the NBA. Whether it's Kleba, whether it's Finley, these guys can go eight for eight from the three point line or go zero for nine, and neither of them surprises you. And that's not great players. That's barely average players. Well, I know. I'm giving, like I told you, Luca. The way Luca's carrying that team is reminiscent of a, a young LeBron. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, uh, I want to give Harden credit for carrying teams in the past. And then also, when you watch, you talk about like the pa- like James Harden's a next level good passer. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. But like I said, I just think it's Kawhi because Kawhi, he he lockdown defender, lockdown defender. And and even though he's getting torched, I mean, getting torched by Luke is not exactly embarrassing, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. But but he he rebounds when he has to. He'll put he'll do a putback. The mid range jumper is ridiculous. It's it can't miss almost seventy percent. Ridiculous. Uh, so I, I just think it's Kawhi, and like I said, I'm I'm a Maverick fan, so it's hard for me to say. But but you got you got to take your hat off to him. Either yeah. way, you can't lose whether you, if you have either of those guys. But thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. I, I want to see uh, how it goes out in Game 7, right? Like those two head-to-head. That's something else. That's something else. You know, that's um, going to be a hell of a game tomorrow. 3.30, I believe. The Mavs and the Clippers. Game 7, Luka versus Kawhi. Kind of showdown. Two of the best players in the NBA. 855-212-4227 asking you who the best player in the NBA is at this moment. I said I want to get into a little bit of the reaction to LeBron losing. It's really weird how much like glee and wanting to dance on his grave there tends to be. Like it's one thing when there's like jokes and you know, jokes are fine. Uh, obviously, everybody gets jokes. Um, and no one's above criticism either. Uh, LeBron clearly was not his full self in that series. Um, probably the least effective I've seen him in a playoff series since the, the Mavs series in 2011, which is the legitimate black mark on his career. Like, if you're saying these things about LeBron, like negative, there's really only one that holds weight in in the grand scheme of things and it would be that series but when it when it comes to the the reaction and the hysteria around LeBron I think there's I I like to approach it from a psychological level because you can't approach it from a rational level it's irrational it's just irrational like if you 
say anything other than this guy is all-time great, best, second-best player of all time, whatever, um, you're being irrational. And you you look at, at where he's at relative in his career, again, 36 years old, 18 seasons. Michael Jordan wasn't in the league in his age 36 year. Uh, he, that's That was his re- retirement, the second one, before he came back with the Wizards. And then when he came back to the Wizards, he didn't make the playoffs, right? Um, I, I don't think – I can't think of a single player. I, I don't think there's ever been a player in the history of the league who had, you know, superstar expectations at 36 in year 18. That your career is behind you at that point. Like, the accomplishments are done. Your your legacy is set. Your your career story is written already. You can add some nice stuff to it. If I mean, you can always add to it. But you can't take away at that point. Nothing's going to, like, take you back. <laughs> You've been in the league for 20 years. Um... There's a psychology around LeBron that I think comes from a myriad of factors, uh, a few things in particular. One is sports fandom, right? When LeBron went to Miami, there are a lot of people who I believe's NBA fandom then revolved around rooting against him and them. So he goes to the Heat. And that was really when social media and 24-7 news cycle were also reaching their their peak or or coming into their own, I guess I I should say, like becoming a thing, which only dialed up the, the hysteria, like made it even crazier. So I think there's a lot of people who they're the way that they've they've been wired for since that time in 2010 was to root against LeBron. So I, I think you have that bucket. I think you also have a the bucket of Jordan defenders, right? Who want to root against and tear down LeBron because they feel threatened. They feel like Michael Jordan and his his you know aura is threatened by LeBron because that's the conversation now, you know. I'm not going to have that debate today because no one's mind is being changed at this point, right? Like, I think we're, we're officially there. If you think Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time, your mind's not changing. If you think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, your mind's not changing, you know? Uh, but I think that's another reason you have the, the kind of hysteria you do around LeBron. One is the, the group of fans who their sports fandom, at least via the NBA – was based on rooting against him. Two, you have the Michael Jordan defenders who want to see LeBron humiliated or or tear him down so that they can say, you know, he'll never be Michael Jordan. You know, that's that's the other group. And then in a uh, third bucket, I think you have the group of um people who don't like something LeBron has said publicly or are piggybacking on you know certain media types who want to to you know 
bash him or or whatnot. Uh, and, and that goes beyond sports media. Because in sports media, there's one guy. There's one guy who's made a, a, a very, very handsome living. And, I, and I, I actually should include him in this if I'm doing the psychology because he, um, you know, he says insane things about LeBron just in, on a day-to-day basis, right, and has been doing it for years and years and years and years. And there's a, a group of people who follow that and, and relish in that. So he's another factor. But then beyond the sports media, I'm talking about the media at large, you know, especially whether it, it was the thing with China or LeBron speaking out about another issue or saying something about the former president, whatever the case may be, there's a group who don't even like really view him as a person almost, as more as a celebrity, right? Because that can, that, that can be a weird line, the way people are, are viewed and discussed, because obviously everybody that we're talking about is an individual, but he is, is a celebrity, uh, and, and they don't like talk about him like you would a, a real person. And therefore, they're, they're just very uh, callous in the, the stuff that they, they say uh, or, the you know, again, the glee that they take in, in any ta- chance to, like, cut him down. So I'm curious what your thoughts are because I, I don't know if you could, you know, watch what happened the other day and have some sort of crazy takeaway from it you know LeBron is who he is it's accomplished it was more sad than anything what happened to the Lakers it was like they were put out of their misery Anthony Davis should not have been out there LeBron clearly was not the same and the rest of that team was overrated we myself included overrated you know, that team, the rest of the role players on that team. But to have a takeaway about LeBron losing in year 18 and act like, you know, what are we going to be following this guy when he's 50? His legacy's on the line at whatever he's doing. Law and Chocolate tweets in, surely in Toronto we're allowed to celebrate LeBron losing. He made us miserable and dashed all our hopes and dreams year after year after year after year. I'm not even saying you can't celebrate him losing or root again. You can do what you want. Um, there, there's also the difference between like rooting against and, and being like absolutely insanely hysterical about things. And that's, you know, part of the LeBron James package. He also has huge fans who are probably on the other side of that, like, you know, which contributes to it when you have that many people who are supporting your every move and, and, you know, beating their chest about you all the time, that's going to factor in. But I, I think the, the combination of um, the people who just decided they're going to root against him when he went to Miami, the people who don't want him to ever be mentioned with Jordan, the people who want to bash him for stuff outside of basketball, you know, all, all that stuff uh, creates this supernova for which, you know, you, you usually don't see an all-time great receive that level of almost like disrespect. 855-212-4227. What do you make of LeBron James being eliminated in the first round and the reaction, you know, is there a takeaway? And, and you know, my takeaway, as we've been saying throughout the show, is for the first time in a long time, I don't 
confidently and can't confidently say that LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Given what his level of play was coming off that ankle and given where he is in his career trajectory. So you can continue to weigh in on that conversation as well. 855-212-4227. Meanwhile, there's a, a superstar in the NBA who people are speculating might not want to stay where he is. We'll get to that coming up on the show. Plus, a uh, crazy story in, in the world of baseball as well. There, there may be a scandal taking place throughout Major League Baseball with, with basically every team. I want to get to that a little bit later in the show as well. Also want to get to you, 855-212-4227, if you want to, to weigh in. I am Robin Lundberg, of course, as I am every Saturday morning here with you from 6 to 10 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio. And the Robin Lundberg Show continues next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 